3: Presented
0: by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
2: The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code RJBell and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code RJBell at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Voidware prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY 467-369.
4: Mi nombre es Valentina Vivas Castañeda. Soy una estudiante en Fresno State, juego fútbol y soy arquera. En una comunidad latina te enseñan que debes ser fuerte, pero hoy estoy aquí para decirles que está bien pedir ayuda, que está bien no sentirse bien. Ve a CalHope.org para hablar con una persona que puede darte una guía sobre las opciones disponibles. O llama a la línea de ayuda al 1833-317 Hope. La esperanza vive aquí en California.
1: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you
5: want in-depth news coverage with reporters?
0: Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name?
5: Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast
1: Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
6: Well, you heard the man. It's that time again. Set your cares aside. Let your heart not be troubled. For the next hour, you're invited to our party, and you don't have to bring anything or do anything. Just sit back and relax. We got this. I'm Bernie Friday, We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So go to geico.com for a free rate quote. Tonight we take stock of multiple things, not the least of which is that the growth of legalized sports betting continues to make progress throughout the country. Plus, there's some very positive news in our fair city of Las Vegas. Now this Past week revealed a pent-up demand for people who want to bet, and for people who still can't wait to travel to Las Vegas. I've got some data for you in a minute. Also, at the end of the hour, we close the show with macking on the NBA as we unpack the final episodes of the Last Dance and got some stats. And oh, by the way, by the way, there's news now. All right, is the NBA about to be a Mickey Mouse league? Well, we'll we'll dive into that. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They are a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. So I'm glad you're here. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. As they say in Fran Tarkenton, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. All right, joining us in studio tonight for the whole show, special guest, a gentleman who jumps on with us every so often. He's an author, he's a former columnist for the Las Vegas Sun, and currently a contributor to the Chicago Sun Times. Say hello again. To Rob Mish. Rob, thanks for coming in. Oh, uh, Bernie, great, great being back. Thanks, man. So, we're both Las Vegas residents. Finally, some good news. A pretty big handle last weekend, the biggest handle by far since the start of the pandemic. The UFC drew a lot of betting interest, Bundesliga Soccer. You had a golf match last week, an NASCAR race, even some table tennis, plus some news this week. Our fair governor indicated that June 4th, barring anything goofy, Casinos are going to start to reopen. Those doors are going to bust down because the thirst is huge, isn't it? From what we saw
7: last weekend when the live sports have started, it's going to be a a big day. June 4th will
6: be like July 4th. I'm in total agreement. I think there's a lot of pent-up demand, Mm -hmm. and we've seen what the crowds have been like in other states when those casinos have opened. And by the way, Memorial Day weekend historically, traditionally, is one of the busiest weekends in Las Vegas. It's the kickoff of the summer, the pools are open, all that kind of good stuff. People come in from colder climates. Even this week... There was an uptick in non-casino hotel room bookings for people coming in from California. Drive-by, I drove by Dean Martin Drive, a lot of the parking lots were packed. That's a really good sign. Great to see. Yeah, we need to get a pulse back, and it's coming back fast. What we want to see, and let's get into this. Let's not bury this, because I think we actually have some newsworthy topics to talk about among the four majors. Not so much baseball. Not so much the NHL, not so much the NBA, although there is, and we're going to delve into those things, Mm -hmm. but in the NFL, the ever-ending saga in Dallas between Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott, allegedly Dak has been offered a five-year deal, $175 million, Now he wants a four-year deal. Dallas wants it to be a five-year deal because there are some salary cap machinations where they can manipulate money. but. Rob, the minute we talked about that pre-show, you look like you had just uh, swallowed a bad pizza in Chicago from Pizza Hut 20 years ago. (laughs) You are dead set against Jerry making his move. I'm dead set against Dak making that move. I think it's smart for
7: him to turn them down. I think if he takes a uh, franchise tag this year, makes a bundle, and moves on, that can be the best thing he can do because the less time he spends working for Mike McCarthy, the better. As someone who owns four framed pieces of Packers stock, I was so (laughs) happy to see him move along. And he is sackless. He is gutless. That came home to roost for me on January 16, 2016 at Arizona in the playoffs a bomb by Rodgers gets him to the 50, a bomb by Rodgers gets him in the end zone, an incredible last second comeback and what do they do? They kick the PAT and go into OT. They could have gone for two, and I don't even care if you miss it. If you go for it or miss it, just get out of that building. You're playing with house money. He decided to, t- to kick the PAT. They go into overtime. They quickly lose. So I am. I was so happy the McCarthy era ended. Dak can do the best by himself by just moving on after the year. They've got uh, a backup now in Mr. Dalton. If, if Dak moves on, he will avoid void the notorious label that Tony Romo now owns in his career Tony Romo was 2 and 4 in the playoffs 2 and 4 Bernie that means he got 21.7 million dollars per playoffs st- That is third on my chart of recent quarterbacks just ripping off money from their organizations. I think if Dak stays there, he's going to become Romo two, and uh, the system will be like I said, gutless and sackless, and it'll be the worst thing for his career.
6: You do realize that Dallas had the number one uh, offense statistically last year. They've added weapons, and I've see I a little confused because I thought you were going to go a different direction there. Look, Dak is 40-24 and as a starter. 97 touchdowns, 36 interceptions. He's proven he can be a major league quarterback. Never won a playoff game. Now, Jerry is, I think, between a rock and a hard place. He has to pay him because he doesn't want to go back to the Quincy Carter, Drew Henson days. But the real question is, is Dak the kind of quarterback you win with or you win because of. And I'm not so sure. I think it would be a huge mistake for Dak not to stay in Dallas.
7: I think you're glossing over the major point of this because Mike McCarthy's in that seat right now. Granted, he's a puppet. Everybody who sits in that seat is to Jerry World. But I think it's just going to be a bad combination, bad chemistry. I don't care how much top-flight talent they have. I think McCarthy is just horrible. Uh, in his schemes, in his strategy, and I think it would be bad for Dak, and hopefully he moves on if I'm thinking about his best side.
6: Now, my buddy Joe just texted me with a very good question. I'm going to give him credit. Who else would be lining up to offer Dak five years at an average $35 million per year? Seriously, who else out there? That's a great question. I don't know. Maybe Dak knows something we don't. Now, I do – look <laughs> – I find this whole ordeal interesting because we haven't even mentioned the fact that Jerry signed Andy Dalton. And I wouldn't poo-poo Andy Dalton because he's one of just six quarterbacks in the NFL to accomplish the following since 2011. 30,000 passing yards, 200 passing touchdowns, and 70 wins. The other five quarterbacks to do it, they've all been to a Super Bowl, and four of the five have won a Super Bowl. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan almost won a Super Bowl. Andy Dalton's in pretty good company. So if Dak were to falter, Andy steps in, he's back home in Dallas. No one's really talking about that. And I'm of the belief that the backup quarterback in the NFL has always been an important position. Yep. Ask the 72 Dolphins. They won with Earl Morrill after Rob uh, Bob Greasy went down in week six just a couple of years ago. Carson Wentz goes down. Nick Foles comes in. Last year, Teddy Bridgewater kept the seat warm for five weeks when Drew Brees was out. That was critical. That helped get New Orleans into the playoffs. I'm a little – again, I'm a little baffled that you're taking Dak's side in this and want him the hell out of there when he's got all this cheese staring him in the face.
7: I'm just thinking of his best side. I'm such a McCarthy anti-enemy. I I just – I think he's awful, and I think the best – that would be the best thing for Dak. I'm just thinking about the kid.
6: You had some data here about wins – or, excuse me, dollars per playoff win – and the all-time gold standard, which I think ties into this argument, which I think fortifies my argument to yeah. actually take the money. Go ahead. Well, career salary
7: divided by playoff starts. When it comes to numbers, I'm pretty simple. You know, uh, Bernie, there's all kinds of new stats that come out every year. I like to keep it basic and keep it simple. When you're looking at career salary divided by playoff starts, there is nobody better than Tom Brady. $5.7 million. For a playoff start, that's awful cheap. Because number two is Matt Ryan. Uh, Actually, uh, he's at twenty-two point four million. He's on the high side. Guess who the number one guy is? Who was just uh, stealing money from the organization? Matt Ryan is two at twenty-two point four million per playoff start. Who's number one? Well, we can't count Dak because he hasn't signed the deal yet. Right, and we're we're talking about the last ten years roughly, so that the dollars for inflation. You're talking about
6: current players,
7: yeah i don't know matt stafford easily easily 67.9 million dollars per three playoff starts they are all losses the next guy is ryan at 22.4 million and then the one below that is good old tony romo two and four in the playoffs they paid him 21.7 million per playoff start
6: well where would you rate dak then let's assume he signs this deal before july 15th he'd be a damn fool not to I don't know what's going he, on. He, I mean, he's got to be on your list near the top. Well, I mean,
7: he doesn't have a good playoff record. So, you know, and he hasn't made a lot of money so far. So he's kind of almost too young to qualify for this list. Well, he's had 65 starts from yeah. the NFL. Well, but he, but the money isn't there. He
6: still hasn't, you know, hit the lottery year. So that's, I'm just that's assuming, coming, you know. Look, he's either going to be franchised like Kirk Cousins was. Right. And he'll come out like a bandit. Or he's going to get the money. My guess is they're going to find some happy medium. Before July fifteenth, Jerry isn't getting any younger. He doesn't want to start over now. He does have Andy Dalton sitting there. Well, and let me ask you this: There's no way Dak sits out in like a pissing contest. And well, I, I actually Dalton thought to start, I there. actually thought that was a possibility mm-hmm. a couple months ago, but no, I don't see that yeah. happening. At
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
7: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, deputy opinion editor.
0: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist.
6: No, zero. I give that. A, I get, honestly give that a zero. Yeah. So uh, worst case scenario,
7: he signs for the franchise tag one year, and then if he follows my advice, he scoots
6: after that and gives me fifteen percent for uh, finder's fee. <laughs> <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. It's going to be interesting to watch. I. I. I I'm- I don't totally subscribe to your theory that Mike McCarthy is going to screw this up. He did have a pretty good record in Green Bay. He does have a good track record for working with young quarterbacks. But I do agree with you. Sometimes some of his in-game decisions, and he was conservative, I think he did wear out his welcome there in they Green
7: were, Bay. They were good in spite of him because Rodgers was so accurate. The Super Bowl he won, if you look back at that tape in slow-mo, he got some passes in there just by the nick of a fingernail. They won that, I say, despite McCarthy. I bet... Uh, uh, I don't want to go too out on a limb now. I say the Cowboys are 8-8 or
6: worse this year. Really? Because of McCarthy. Yes. You know, that division is ripe for the taking. Maybe. Washington, Philadelphia, the New York Giants. If Dallas, oh my goodness gracious, you just gave Jerry Jones a stroke. I hope he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, well, uh, I hope everybody around the country is listening, which I know they are because – Time March is on, and we've got an update for you on the various states uh, getting ready to go live with legalized sports gambling. Who's already done it? Who's on deck? Who's in the hole? And some of the things surrounding that. And the beauty of it is, eventually these sports are going to be able to return, and you're going to be able to get down on these games, which might all be coming fast and furious at once. Get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, to include your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com/slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. He's Rob Mishar and Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the gecko Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight
4: Out of Vegas! Vegas!
6: The great Bernie Fratto,
4: folks. Mi nombre es Valentina Vivas Castañeda, soy una estudiante en Fresno State, juego fútbol y soy arquera. En una comunidad latina te enseñan que debes ser fuerte, pero hoy estoy aquí para decirles que está bien pedir ayuda, que está bien no sentirse bien. Ve a calhope.org para hablar con una persona que puede darte una guía sobre las opciones disponibles o llama a la línea de ayuda al 1833 317 hope La esperanza vive aquí en California.
0: Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, "Navigating Adoption," presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them, with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org/podcast or subscribe to "Navigating Adoption," presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.
1: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football?
0: Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week.
3: What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters?
0: Or what if you want to know exactly how each
1: team got its name?
5: Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show
2: for everybody.
1: Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action
4: each week.
2: There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League.
1: Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
6: or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Frato coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Rob, one of the things we do each time you are in, you've got your finger very much on the pulse. Nationwide, you've just crossed the two-year yeah. anniversary of the overturning of PAPSA. And uh, there are states that are on board, that have been on board. There are states that are coming up and states just behind them. This thing is steamrolling. That was something else. Two years. Did that not
7: go fast? We now have 18 states that have some form of legalized sports betting. Four are on deck and 17 are in the hole. There's some caveats there. For instance, as soon as we got sports up and running again, as soon as that happens in the next few weeks or month or whenever that kicks in, it appears that the app in D.C. is going to go live. So, they've taken a long time to get their act together. Apparently, it is together and they will become the 19th jurisdiction with pro sports betting and uh, or just uh, legalized sports betting. Of those 17 that are in the hole, you have Louisiana and Maryland who are in there. So look for them. And as far as uh, the four that are on deck with D.C., look for them to come online fast. And then you got uh, Washington State, North Carolina, and Tennessee. They've been legalized. They just need to get their act together. So it, it appears conservatively uh, – b- that maybe in about two years or so, there's going to be about 39 states with some form of legalized sports betting. Jay Cornegay at the Westgate told me he thinks that'll be between 40 and 43. Conservative estimate is 39. That's 80% of the country.
6: There are some states, though, like Utah, I don't think they will ever have. Never. Is that fair? I Never. mean, I don't it's think in we'll the ever have. That they won't. It's just a simple. There are, you know, a handful of states, and I've got them in my other notes. We've talked about this in past weeks. Talk about Virginia. It's my understanding that uh, they should be ready to go by the 2020 NFL season. The uh, bill was sitting on Governor Ralph Northam's desk, and the only reason he didn't sign it, or maybe he has signed it now, was because it, it didn't have NASCAR. Huh? Right. Okay. Right. So are they? Are you put them on the on the deck? Uh, On deck or in the hole category? They're
7: in the hole, but a lot of this has some gray areas. Because while that is about to go down, it won't become effective until July 1. You have the different categories of when it becomes legal and when it launches. Those are the two L words. It'll become legal July 1, but they won't exactly be ready to launch. I doubt it. Unless they're really taking care of stuff behind the scenes, and I don't think they are. So, it becomes legal
6: July 1, and then it's a matter of uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. I understand Maryland, they're already on the November ballot. So even if they legalize sports betting in November, it'll probably take a few more months for the state to accepting bets. I guess they're going to be ready to go in 2021. Is that fair, Maryland?
7: Yeah. And I think Louisiana is right there, too. They have a bill that passed the House. It has to pass the Senate. And then there's two more legs that have to go through both of those uh, mechanics to get on the November ballot. It looks like it will be on the November ballot in Louisiana. So, all you LSU fans and uh, Saints fans, you got something to look forward to probably pretty soon,
6: maybe uh, early next year. And... I understand Massachusetts, they're already under consideration by their state legislature and New Hampshire's breathing down their neck. Could they get something done in 2020? They could. And if they're smart, like we have talked about so many
7: times, they're politicos. They get out here. They they talk to Jay Cornegay. They go behind the counter and they see how it is done. And they monitor how Vegas polices itself. Because when you do that, you are setting yourself up for success. You're inviting private industry, and it's nothing but a win-win for the customers in the state. Uh, New Jersey has done that. Indiana has done that. Caesars just went online this week in Indiana. Pennsylvania came around about a year ago with their mobile betting. And then Colorado may be the model of all this because the the battle for turf, for customers, is going to do nothing but benefit the customers. The key to Colorado being that's something Jay Cornegay is
6: involved with. So if he's involved with it... It's going to be done right. You know, you mentioned uh, Indiana and Pennsylvania, and I'll throw in Michigan. Ohio, they're surrounded by states that have legalized sports betting. They appear poised to jump into the fray. They're also under consideration by their legislature. But I understand they have two different bills, one in the House, one in the Senate, and they both call for mobile wagering, but both have different language having to do with regulations. Will Ohio be able to get out of its own way? That is such a huge sports state with the great college teams and you know, Major League Baseball. You right on down the line. Oh,
7: you said it. You know, they come up with wordings and bills, contradicts themselves, and makes them look stupid like they haven't done any homework because they haven't done any homework. If they could just look at states that have done this right and states that have muddled it up, like if you look at Illinois, you're going to get nothing but headaches. You look at Montana. Bernie, oh, my God, they got out of the gates offering. Uh, they, they had one bet. It was minus 18 one side, minus 133 the <laughs> other. Now, you just do the simple math, and you know that that's the house looking out for itself, and the state wanting some benefits. And if you're the customer sitting in Montana wanting to make a bet, you're going to go with Uncle Nate. You're going to go with something offshore.
6: You're not going to give these clowns your business. The state that baffles me is New York, all right? Mm-hmm. I think they opened up one brick-and-mortar up in Schenectady, but... Something is wrong there. Look across the bridge to New Jersey. Where they're killing it. They're they're doing a phenomenal job. Big time. What is wrong with the leaders, you know, the the powers to be
7: in New York? People in the Empire State are driving down across the bridge so they can be yes. on the Jersey side to make their bets and then they drive back across the bridge. If that doesn't open Cuomo's eyes, but nothing opens Cuomo's eyes. He thinks he is the kingfish dictator and what he says goes. The fact that he would, would even try to convince people that mobile betting is unconstitutional, Uh, you know, stuff like that kind of has to go before the people. You don't just pound your chest and make that determination. He has made that determination, and he's vowed people to challenge him. So that's a court battle that I can't believe hasn't happened yet, but
6: look for it. By the way, Virginia would allow for mobile and in-person betting, but mobile and sports app betting is the wave of the future. Absolutely, It's one of the reasons New Jersey has been so successful. As a matter of fact, I forget which month it was. We talked about it on the show. The New Jersey handle actually exceeded the handle here in Nevada one month. Now, part of that is because, obviously, they're a state population three times the size of Nevada, but the other part is they're getting action from New York, people driving across the border. I think you might have pointed this out a few months back. New Jersey was one of the states that allowed Las Vegas to consult them on how to do this properly. Absolutely. One of the smart ones. And obviously, a lot of money flowing
7: in there. When they went to mobile, 85% of their handle came from mobile. Smart, smart, smart. Then you have a state like Washington State, who is allowing, it appears they're going to allow mobile betting, but only within the brick and mortar confines of a, a tribal casino. It's like, wait a minute. Well, It defeats the purpose. So... They haven't done their homework. They're gonna continue not doing their homework and they're gonna look stupid for, for not doing their homework.
6: By the way, just switching gears, have you seen Penn Gaming stock? It's gone from eight to twenty seven in the last three months. Big time. And I think in William Hill, which was trading at about forty eight cents two months ago, it's now about a dollar fifty Do you not believe when things reopen that these stocks are obviously nationwide sports gambling is really going to stand to create a national handle like nothing we've ever seen? No question. When when sports came off
7: our radar about two and a half months ago, I know some smart people who were diverting their attention onto the stock market and specifically those. I I did that. And (laughs) and you know what? Kudos to every one of you beautiful souls, because that's being bullish on the country.
6: Well this is look this is an idea whose time has come and what i don't understand is when you observe what new jersey has done they're right. living proof that this can be done they've gotten it. you know they've dotted their i's and crossed their t's along the way right. and they allowed las vegas to consult them california we haven't mentioned them at all where do they fit in the mix oh boy it's 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 murky it 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 I don't know the latest,
7: but I know they were trying to get X amount of signatures to get it on the ballot in November. And with the the mayhem of the pandemic, I'm not sure where that stands. But that would be only on uh, tribal casino property.
6: Do you think to legalize gambling in California ever? worth I, betting, and I mean, I, just, I just a state of forty million people for crying out loud. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't think so.
7: But to take that one step further, I mean, w- that state should just secede from the union. I mean, and apply for four and eight. Oh my God! Just you know, we can just cut off, move the border up on the Nevada, California,
6: and just make them their own country. But we still want you, California's coming to Vegas. We do. We love having <laughs> you come in. By the right. way, And and maybe they shouldn't legalize gambling there because we'll take exactly. your action here, right? Exactly. We we, we can use it. All right, coming up, there's some action tomorrow on a fun little golf event in uh, Florida. But you might not want to put a $50 bill on it. Rob (laughs) Mitch has a funny story about that very thing, and he wrote about it in the Chicago Sun-Times. But first... (laughs) Well, let's go to the gentleman who hung out with Don King the other night. and Yes, it was a hair-raising experience. It's Brian Finley with the latest. Bernie,
3: if only I had as much hair as he did, that would be certainly a treasured experience. Eddie Sutton, a member of this year's Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame class, passed away on Saturday night at 84 years old. The college basketball coach, who is one of only a handful of coaches to eclipse 800 wins, died in Tulsa with his family by his side. Sutton's most notable coaching stops coming at Oklahoma State, Kentucky, and Arkansas. He has three Final Four trips to his name. The NBA is zeroing in on Walt Disney's expansive sports complex in Orlando as the host site to finish this season. The 220-acre property has three arenas and a plethora of hotel space. The next major step, according to ESPN, comes when the NBA has a Board of Governors meeting this upcoming Friday to drum up specifics on when this plan could all go into place, all the moving parts, and the reports are looking at late July As a fair and attainable time to resume the season. And there seems to be, Bernie, a growing sentiment that this could actually happen, and we're hoping it does. I know you are as well from the betting angle as well. Back to Bernie Fratto.
6: Speaking of Orlando, little golf match tomorrow that's going to attract a lot of attention. Tiger, Peyton, Phil, Brady. Are you going to watch it, Brian?
3: Oh, absolutely, Bernie. Anything live sports, I'll tell you what, I will be watching that. I played golf yesterday. I was playing pretty well, and I'll tell you what, the courses in Los Angeles are booked. you got people out there wearing masks, taking proper precaution, but also getting out there. It's nice to see. It's good for the spirit, you know, and the, the body morale to get out there and play some.
6: Million percent, Chris Perfett, Will you watch the little golf match tomorrow?
5: I'll watch it. It's uh, Sunday's usually my cool down day from work, and so it's nice to throw that on in the background, just like some summer baseball. Same deal.
6: Lots of ways to bet it, and there are thirty three props. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Chris. Rob. One of the things I like about this match tomorrow is that the creativity having to do with how to bet this match and let's set this up you've got it's called the match champions for charity featuring tiger woods and Pate manning versus phil mickelson and tom brady they'll tee off about noon pacific time tomorrow they raised 10 million dollars for covid and uh, woods and manning are about two to one favorites right now but right. stands to reason it's tiger woods home course he practices there all the time mm-hmm. but what i find are the props to be very creative uh, the first team to go one up. There are 33 props. Who will lead after nine holes? Will either team win three consecutive holes? Will they be tied after 18, closest to the pin on hole number four? By the way, on the fifth hole, everybody's only allowed to play the entire time with one club. So, you know, you can pick a five iron, six iron, whatever, but you got to tee off with it, play in the fairway with it, putt with it. I've seen tournaments like that uh, where you have – a club you know three club one club situation but on that one hole that i think that's finally you know that's very creative and the pros happen to like the first team to go one up tiger Peyton, minus 130 they seem uh, to like that bet I think this will be a lot of fun to watch. I think so too. I mean,
7: everybody is just thirsting for live action. Like Brian said, I know the Korean baseball was a hit. Just to be able to see human beings playing baseball was such a novelty. And then real race cars. So I think just this this fits right into that niche and kind of is a little bit of us for what's coming around the corner and what's coming around the corner in vegas in a few months uh i have friends who are visiting for kentucky derby weekend first saturday in september right it's going to be mayhem everything probably hopefully well in theory going on. in yeah.
6: theory if everything goes according to plan you'll be in the throw of the nba playoffs the nhl playoffs hopefully fingers crossed we'll have major league baseball mm-hmm. we'll have the national football league you might even have college uh, football as well. And then, you know, you still got the four majors. They're talking about the Masters in November. So all of it's live. Yep. And tomorrow ought to be a lot of fun. However, and by the way, give this some perspective. 33 props on a golf match, right? That's the Westgate? And the first year they had NFL props for the super bowl it was 1985 yeah. i think there were a total of 37 now there's about 600 so they come up with 33 big huge the uh, Westgate. yeah give them a, a lot of credit but as i teased earlier and a story you wrote in the chicago sun times you might not want to bet a 50 on any of these props well actually it was in gaming today and uh, I write a weekly piece for them
7: and features for Gaming Today. It's available in every sports book in the country. And it says we've especially ramped up our online product the last two and a half months. So you can go to gamingtoday.com, find everything right there. Uh, I saw a note from Roxy Roxborough last fall about something about the $50 bill and the t- of- Tell the
6: folks who Roxy Roxborough Michael- is. He's got to be about 85
7: now, Michael right? Michael Roxy Roxborough is about uh, let's just say he's in his 70s, I believe. Oh, okay. Early 70s. Every 80s. bit of that. He is uh, if, if there's a I hate to say Mount Rushmore, but if there's one of those in Vegas, you put six, Absolutely. six statues up on Mount Charleston, Roxy deserves one of them. He has worn every hat in the city. He founded Las Vegas Sports Consultants. He has bet. He has made odds. He has been involved in uh, the ticket machines. Every aspect of sports betting in Vegas, Roxy has been a part of it, and he's just a fantastic human being. Spends half his year. At bed 365 in Thailand with his Thai wife. They spend half of that time in uh, Phuket, the other half in Bangkok in the madhouse. He's just real kind to me. He gets back to me at the, the damnedest of times pretty quick. So I saw a note from him on Twitter in the fall saying, disparaging the $50 bill, and I just filed it away. You know, when you get busy with the sports, you get really uh, focused and time flies. Well, with this dearth of action, I was able to pitch a piece on the $50 bill about a month ago to my editor and he said go for it. So I started calling everybody I knew in the world what do you think about the 50? What is it with the 50? So many of them would come back and say I don't even have one in my wallet. Uh, A buddy of mine in Long Island never knew about it until he was playing roulette about fifteen years ago in Vegas with a buddy. He he lost all his money. He put a fifty on the felt to get chips and there was a hush around the roulette table. People almost just turned and ran away. It is that jinxed of a bill. I was able to <laughs> I was able to connect its curse to Ulysses S. Grant, the man who was on the obviously the picture of the fifty dollar bill, our eighteenth president. And and just in doing I really went too deep in this than I should have, Bernie. He is considered the one U.S. president to have declared bankruptcy. That is where the curse of the 50 stems from. Now, he's not the only one of our presidents who knows about empty pockets. Truman was in there. A few others were in there. And in fact, he went in debt by loaning someone 50 grand 50 grand he didn't have and this person was in need a friend needed the money and so you know by all accounts ulysses s grant was just a fantastic friend he would literally give you his last 50 grand he did that and it put him in debt now I, in all the digging i found uh i I, got, I came up with a nugget where he was invited to ford's theater by Abraham Lincoln on that fateful evening. And I thought, well, he obviously didn't make it. Uh, They had to decline the invitation. And I thought, here's a president with so much bad luck, yet... He has the gumption to turn down the invitation to Ford's Theater on the fateful night. John Wilkes Booth is coming up from the south, and he wants to take out Lincoln and Booth. Booth, just five days earlier, had taken General Lee's sword at Appomattox, so Booth was pissed. Booth is riding into town as... Ulysses S. Grant and his wife are on a carriage heading out of town. So Booth is riding in and they pass in the night. And Booth just gets whiplash like, what the heck? He runs up to uh, Ulysses Carriage and he just he peeks in to make sure Ulysses is in there, and he is so Uli, so booth scowled at him, and then he ran down his horse, he had his, his horse run down the way, he did a 180, and he, as he was coming back, he took another look at at Grant. They made eye count contact, and he scowled at him again, and so here I'm thinking, man, this is just an incredible story. He just saved his life by turning down that invitation well. It wasn't Ulysses who turned down the invitation. It was his wife because he'd gotten into a snit fit with Mary Todd Lincoln. So even in that fateful evening, it wasn't
6: Ulysses who made the call. It was his wife. A man admitted to, general, to West Point, a general in the Army for the Union. But don't bet a $50 bill if you're going to bet tomorrow's golf match or anything. For that matter. It's like garlic to a vampire, I'm told by the people who matter. That is good enough for me. Coming up is the NBA about to be a Mickey Mouse League. Plus, we've got our final takeaways from the last dance. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. One of the best in the business, Bernie Fratto.
4: Mi nombre es Valentina Vivas Castañeda, soy una estudiante en Fresno State, juego fútbol y soy arquera. En una comunidad latina te enseñan que debes ser fuerte, pero hoy estoy aquí para decirles que está bien pedir ayuda, que está bien no sentirse bien, ve a calhoc.org para hablar con una persona que puede darte una guía sobre las opciones disponibles o llama a la línea de ayuda al 1833 317 hope La esperanza vive aquí en California.
0: Hey, everybody, I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me?
6: Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fine.
0: You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it. Odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great i'm also doing something that has never been done before i'm opening my dms
3: dms now open
0: we want to hear from you fans of the nfl when i woke up this morning i was feeling pretty dangerous did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it please for the love of roger goodell do not tell me i can be held accountable Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: We are back on Straight of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Before going any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles, Chris Perfett, Eric Roberts, and Brian Finley. Great job, as always, guys. Get your free scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. To include your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. All right, you know him, you love me. Kenley, without him, it's that time of the show. Mackin on the NBA. McKenzie, we finally have some news of substance, Do yep. you want to call it that. I jokingly said... Is the NBA about to be a Mickey Mouse league? Well, that's right there in Disney territory in Orlando. Are they going to do this? Well, everybody knows that ESPN,
8: I mean, ABC and Disney own ESPN. I didn't know they also own TBS and Turner. So they have two gigantic deals that they have to secure by getting the season ended. I mean, they getting the season resumpted and then concluded. And here's the thing. Yesterday or last week, we said there was a glimmer of hope. That has become a blinding beam, Bernie. Just today, they re- NBA released a statement. By the end of July, they expect to work in Disney's complex in Orlando, Disney World, to get the season resumed, Spencer Dinwiddie tweeted about it. One of the Bucks owners tweeted about it. It's no longer if, it's when and how this thing is going to get done.
6: So I'd be curious to see if they copy the NHL model, if they are able to play any of the remaining regular season games. I think they have some local TV contracts to work out. But the beauty of it is if they do this and get to the playoffs, they'll salvage about $900 million in Not revenue. And we'll get work. to bet on it. And you've even got
8: some <laughs> thoughts on a best bet. I do. And how cool is the NHL format? First of all, just every team. I think it's clever. Knock it out. I I hope the NBA does have something like that where the ninth and tenth seeds get a chance to make history. I have a team that I think is going to make history for the first time in their existence. The Los Angeles Clippers. I don't know if you knew this. They're going to win the Western Conference. I just placed a bet on them. Plus 210. I don't mind them at plus 300 to win the whole thing. But I especially like them in the West. Why? I think this layoff, and the Lakers are already talking about it. They're already kind of tamping down expectations. It's bad for older teams. It's hard to get your legs back into that midseason form when you're not a young chicken anymore. LeBron's 35. Danny Green's in his 30s. Both of them went on radio. In LeBron's uh, case, it was his podcast with Richard Jefferson. He said, my body is not used to that kind of regiment. It's going to be difficult. The Clippers, the exact opposite. Doc Rivers said count on this. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will be in the best shape of their lives. He wasn't mincing words. I think they're going to be ready to dominate the West.
6: Well, I like the Clippers too. They go 10 deep and they play crazy defense. And I like that coach, guy by the name of Doc Rivers. Been there, done that. We'll see what happens. They all have to get on the floor and make it happen. But I I like the Clippers even before any of this COVID-19 stopped the world. So Let's just hope, fingers crossed, that it actually comes to fruition and that the model works and there's no you know, there's no speed bumps. Yes, for sure. Speaking for no other reason. I bet Fez that there was gonna be an NBA
8: season, he bet there wasn't. Just just so I can win one of these. I gotta get come on,
6: NBA. Do it <laughs> well, for the good of the, of my wallet. The the tea leaves suggest that there's it's far more likely to happen now than not happening. Like I said, they got nine hundred million reasons. All right. Speaking of championships, finally wrapped up. We had a lot of fun glossing over uh, the uh, last dance with Michael Jordan. Near and dear to me. I was back in Detroit when this was going on. I was right there. Look, we all have takeaways, final takeaways from the last dance. Let's start with you, McKenzie. This is why I think it was a good documentary. And I know the
8: timetable kind of disoriented some people, me included. But when they won in 98 and then they started celebrating and Leo's in the locker room, I felt relieved. I felt like whoo we did it guys I felt like I was part of the bandwagon even though I've seen him do it I've seen the last play a million times I felt I felt viscerally like we won the championship
7: <laughs> I thought it was so entertaining. The timing was perfect. They bumped it up in the production schedule just yep. to feed our hunger. I thought that was fantastic. It was great to get reacquainted with Jordan and all that he meant and all that he did. It was just unbelievable. Uh, was it exactly a true documentary? Well, not really. Um, but I think you, you take what you can get there. If not for Jordan's green light, we don't get to see it. Yep. But as far as a true documentary, we didn't get to see certain things like, say, the pizza. If that was a true documentary, they would have gone deep on the pizza guy, what happened, what didn't happen. And uh, I, th- I think so, Sam Smith said it best this week. He said it was based on a true story. There It you was go. one of those movies. Sure, <laughs> sure. So, But I thought the entertainment quality, and the production value was just off the
6: charts. Unbelievably so, yeah. uh, professional, the quality. Look. You know, people can bag on the fact that it wasn't a documentary in the truest sense, and Jordan narrated it, and you know, perhaps he had the final work on poetic license. I don't care. Right? It was incredibly entertaining, and it w- it wasn't revisionist history. Uh, and I, you got Scottie Pippen crying, Horace Grant crying, these things happen. And I don't know. The only thing I would say, in, in, as far as Pippen is that I don't really know why they showed the game in 94 when he didn't go back in the game, because Jordan wasn't even on the team then. had nothing really to do with the last dance, but irrespective of that, my takeaway is this, because I've been very fortunate. I got to see Michael Jordan play courtside as a credential member of the media, but I also got to see him play as a fan. And Jordan, this is my biggest takeaway, that when Jordan won those championships... He was relieved more than happy. He he, you know, it was always yep. tears. He's a he's a bit of a tortured soul, and you really didn't know that until this until this documentary. And I'll tell you why. Because I remember going to games in the mid mid '80s when I lived in Southern California. I'd go to a nondescript Thursday night game with my buddy Kevin, who happened to be my bookie. And it'd be Thursday night at the sports arena, and the Clippers were terrible, and they're playing the Bulls, and there's seven thousand people in the stands. And Jordan is playing the game with this unmitigated open ended joy, cajoling with fans, flying dunks, having the time of his life. But when it came down to winning time and crunch time, what that captured in that documentary, and I'm just gonna refer to it as a documentary is how intense Michael Jordan was. And never mentioned the name Leroy Smith either. Leroy Smith is the name of the guy that made the varsity when Jordan was a sophomore at Laney High School. <laughs> and I found that out probably about 1996 because the hotel that Jordan stayed at and the Bulls stayed at in Birmingham when they played the Pistons, Jordan checked in under the name Leroy Smith. Bottom line is, We enjoyed it immensely, and I know there's going to be a Brady documentary coming up. Look, unless you're talking about The Godfather 2, I don't think sequels are a great idea. The Lance Armstrong, the whole deal, I'm not even going to go down that road. The Last Dance was immensely enjoyable, and the reason people... Love it, hate it, whatever. It's because they cared enough to watch. Thanks Rob Mish for coming in tonight. Thanks McKenzie for all you do. Thanks to the guys back in Los Angeles. By the way, I'll be on the odd couple with Rob Parker Monday four to seven. Don't miss it. Next up, the man from Nashville who brings it strong. It's time for the Jason Martin show.
4: My name is Valentina i Soy una estudiante in Fresno State, juego football y soy arquera. En una comunidad latina te enseñan que debe ser fuerte. Pero hoy estoy aquí para decirles que está bien pedir ayuda, que está bien no sentirse bien. Ve a calhope.org para hablar con una persona que puede darte una guía sobre las opciones disponibles. O llama a la línea de ayuda al 1833 317 Hope. La esperanza vive aquí en California.
8: I'm John González, el host de SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years.
5: And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the
8: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe
6: now.
4: Hey
0: everybody, I'm Rachel Bonetta and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding
6: me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined.
0: Every week I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs.
3: DMs now open.
0: Ooh! Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.